We want to get back now to the story we discussed at length yesterday and even going back to Tuesday. And uh, and that is, of course, the battle for the gavel, not in Washington, D.C., for the United States House of Representatives, but to Columbus for the battle there. Uh, in November, and we talked to uh, State Representative Al Catrona in depth about this yesterday, but we're still trying to gather as many different points of view and as much information from the State House as we can get to figure this out. Because there's a lot of very upset people, quite frankly, a lot of very angry people. Because back in November, the um, Republican caucus, which is 67 strong, a very strong supermajority in the House, 67 Republicans, 33 Democrats. The uh, Republicans got together and caucused and said, yes, Derek Maron is going to be our new Speaker of the House. He was called Speaker-elect. It was agreed upon, and it's pretty much unprecedented for that to change between November and January, but change it did when a small group of Republicans got together and said, not feeling it, not liking it, or whatever it is that they said, and they uh, worked to try to twist the arms, and that may be strong. I'll ask our next guest whether it was arm twisting, but to try to convince other members of the uh, caucus of the Republicans to change their votes away from Derek Maron and choose Jason Stevens to be the new Speaker of the House. They didn't have nearly enough Republicans to do that, so they went to the Democrats. And as it turns out, when they held the vote this week, 32 out of the 33 Democrats joined 21 Republicans and chose Jason Stevens to be the new Speaker of their House. This has left a lot of conservatives in Ohio very, very angry. Uh, They see it as a coup d'etat, if you will. Joining me now to discuss this is one of the individuals who was on the Jason Stevens side of this, D.J. Swearingen, Ohio State Representative from District 89. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's good to have you back on the program. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Bob. How about yourself? And, uh, you know, I thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it. And what I appreciate most is always your willingness to get to the bottom of the truth and hear both sides. That That's exactly what my goal is here. Because, like I said, I talk to a lot. I'm a, I'm a very strong conservative myself. I, uh, I expressed to uh, Representative Catrona yesterday that I did not like the way this situation played out. But I wanted to get to the bottom. As you say, I want to hear why you did what you did. And he explained it in his, uh, you know, the best way that he could. And I want to give you a chance to do the same thing. Um, I, th- I may have jumped the gun, and I may be wrong about this. Maybe you know the answer when I said this is kind of unprecedented. Is it unprecedented for uh, the party to decide in their caucus who the speaker is going to be in a new uh, legislative session and, um, and, and then to change that, to have members of the party change that between caucus time and, uh, and the time for the actual vote in January? Well, let, let's get to that in a minute, Bob. And if you'll just in, indulge me for, for 20 seconds. Okay. I want to clear up something that I've been reading over the last several days. It's truly a false, false narrative. I saw an email that was circulated that said that this was a rhino-led coup with, led by John Kasich and Bob Paducha. Those two individuals have had nothing to do with this. Uh, so I would hope uh, that whoever gave the author of that email that information would come forward with the evidence that that's the case, because that did not happen here. And as a you know, as a dissenter, I can affirmatively state that is false. Okay. So I want to clear that up right now that this is a rhino-led coup. I took exception to that. I, uh, I like, well, like if you. I may, if I may, I I have not seen said email, and I certainly cannot speak to any input that John Kasich or Bob Paduchik had in this. I will take you at your word right. when you're saying that did not yep. happen. But I you, I, I don't I don't necessarily dispute the the characterization at the beginning of a rhino coup. 
uh, simply because it is a coup. Uh, everything was decided, as I noted, for, in December, uh, or excuse me, in November, and then suddenly um, the man that was chosen, Derek Merritt, is not going to be the speaker because of some machinations behind the scenes from others who wanted a more moderate Republican. And in fact, somebody who was moderate enough to appeal to Democrats who crossed over and said, deal, we'll take him over the other guy. So uh, calling it a rhino coup, might I think you might want to separate <laughs> those two things there. Maybe Kasich had nothing to do with it. Maybe Paduchik did, but calling it a rhino coup might be a fair characterization for some. I would never participate in a rhino coup, ever. Would never do it. What would you for call me? It? This this was not a left or a right issue at all. What I did was standing up for my district. That's how I look at this. When a bill or a position of leadership or an individual is brought before the for me on the House floor, I always take into consideration the caucus. I do. At the end of the day, though, I will always stand up for what's right for my district over the caucus. That's what we're elected to do: is represent the taxpayers and the people. Uh, that sent us so to is it your belief that your district would have been ill-served by a more conservative speaker like Derek Merritt? P- policies have nothing to do with it. It was going to be my ability to advocate for my district that was going to be put in jeopardy. And that was made very clear to me from the time the caucus voted until the day of the vote on the floor. And I think you see what's going on in D.C. right now is, is unfortunate, but there are also you know, 20 individuals there who I believe are voting their conscience right now. Um, and, you know, there may have to be a practical resolution of that because you need to be functional and move forward. But like those individuals, I'd imagine, my conscience said what's best for my district is Jason Stevens. And I know he has conservative credentials. I've seen it myself. Uh, he has voted for the Save Women's Sports Act. He supported my parents' Bill of Rights. He also supported my issue one initiative that we talked about that ended cashless bail in Ohio. And then finally, he was able to obtain a CPAC endorsement for a speakership. And I know that's only one conservative group. It doesn't speak for everybody. But no, given it that, definitely does not, because there are not very many members of CPAC that are here in Ohio seeing what happens day to day. So I, I don't put a ton of stock into that. I do know a lot of conservative fair. groups in the state of Ohio that operate, that speak with, that meet with, uh, and they have great communications with the, the, with House members every single day. Uh, and they're the ones that I really kind of kind of lean on here when it comes to conservative credentials. But having said all of that, tell me why you feel that it was better for your district and better for all constituents in the state of Ohio to have 32 Democrats choose the Republican speaker from a Republican supermajority. Because that's what happened. 45 Republicans only uh, wanted Derek Maron. Only 21 of you wanted Jason Stevens. So you let the Democrats make the decision here. Why give power to the very small minority party in Columbus? That's what I don't get, uh, Representative Swearingen. I'm not giving power to the minority party in Columbus. Like I said, when I, I vote did. on... You let him choose it. You let him choose the no, speaker. That's, that's power, right? No, sir. When we go to the floor and vote, you got to vote based off of what's in front of you. I'm not voting based off of what the Democrats are doing. You know, one of them would have to come on your show and explain why they voted for Jason. I'm not in their head. I don't have their motives or know their motives, and I'm not going to pretend to. Um, it's not their motives personal. I'm concerned about, sir, though. I'm concerned about your motives. You and others reached out to them. You went to them and I said... I did not reach out to the Democrats. 
Okay. No, I did well, not. Which members, which members of the group of Stephen supporters, and by the way, just to clarify, did you, not, you did not vote for Marin in the caucus in November? I, I did not, sir, no. Okay. I just want to make sure uh, that there wasn't a turn on that. Okay, so good. So you've been you've been no. in, you've been in Camp Stevens, if you will, from from the beginning. That's fine. You and, and several and I, and others. I've given you my reasons for that. Uh, it, it, yeah. I understand you did you did give your reasons for that. Now, um, what I want to know though is how members uh, how many members of your group um, who said we're not going to let Marin take over here, but we don't have enough of us. We have to go talk to the Democrats. How many? Because the Democrats didn't come in voluntarily. They didn't knock on the door and saying, "Hey, you guys need some help." Somebody in your group well, reached out to them to say, "We need to stop Derek Marin." Uh, who who did it? If it wasn't you, let me let me speak to. So one thing you said there that speak is to, vitally Speak to that part first, though. Speak to that part first, because yeah. that's important. I want to know which Ohio State House Republicans reached out to the Democrats to say, we need you to help us pick our speaker. I don't think any State House Republicans reached out to the Democrats and say, So you think the Democrats reached out? You think they came a-knocking and said, hey, we want to help but, you guys pick somebody who's not Derek Merritt? No. So what, what I think happened, Bob, was Jason, like myself, and I, I'm not going to speak for him. You'd have to have him onto the show. And, you know, but I know for me personally, like I said, I'm going to represent my district. And this is the best vote that I can take for my district because otherwise I think we're going to be cut out of the legislative process, which is extremely unfortunate. Um, Jason likely said, I'm running. I'm running for the state house and here's my vision for Ohio. Um, I don't know what the conversations were. You know, there's been allegations of a quid pro quo. That is insane and absolutely completely false. I never saw any evidence of a quid pro quo at any point. Um, you know what? You know, again, I, listen, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there was a quid pro quo or not. But here's what you're asking this audience and thousands and thousands of Ohio Republicans to believe. You're asking them to believe that Democrats chose Jason Stevens on their own, just enough of them to join with a uh, twenty or so. Republicans to stop Derek Marin. You're you're saying it was just coincidence? They 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 happen to come across and choose without any pitch from Republicans who didn't want Derek Marin for reasons you described for your district. You're saying it's just coincidental that Democrats happen to cast their votes not for a Democrat, but for Jason Stevens. I think it's important for us to understand the procedural aspects of the vote too in this instance. So unlike Washington there will be, you know, you vote for 10 rounds, and if the individuals do not elect by a majority of those present, the Speaker of the House, on the 11th round, it's selected by a plurality. So on the 11th round, it ends, unlike in D.C., where this could continue on for months, and as to how I understand. So our rules are crafted differently. And that's important because at some point, there was going to be a winner, and if it was like Washington D.C., yeah, but this is I everything. Look, 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 with all due respect, with all due respect, Representative Swearingen, this is not well, about the rules. This is not about the way the votes came down. This it, is it, about this is about a Republican caucus choosing Derek Marin, and it wasn't close. Jer- Derek Marin was the guy. Then, according to multiple reports and conversations with people who are on your side of this. Um, they were upset that he didn't reach out and, and, and make enough phone calls between then and now, and they didn't, didn't make them feel important enough and that feelings got hurt. And so they said, we're not going to let this guy be the speaker. We're going to go get somebody who's going to be more uh, on, our, on, on par with us. 
Um, that's what I'm concerned about. That's what Ohio voters are concerned about. And that's why virtually every conservative group in Ohio is pissed off right now. They're not happy. I, they're not worried about procedure. And they don't believe that it was just coincidental that there was a group of Republicans who didn't want Merrick, uh, Marin to be in. And yeah, just Democrats came along and uh, on their own accord, without being recruited or being agree- any agreements being made, on their own accord came in and voted for a Republican. That's what's very, very hard to believe. And that's what I hope the, a message can come you know, from your side of this. And I don't mean you personally, but the group of you uh, who voted for uh, Stevens on this, along with all the Democrats, can come up with. I, I don't have any more time now because um, I do need to get another guy on this, and this is from the other side. So thank you, DJ Swearingen, for your time on this. I wish I could put you guys on together, but I will, uh, is there I will any, of course, accede to your to your wishes here. Um, is there any opportunity? Just- well, uh, well, I, I do have to give time to, to a Gary Click, as promised. Uh, like I said, I would love to put you guys on together. If you want to stay on, you can do that. Uh, Gary, Gary is willing to do that. Uh, but, but I do want to get Gary Click to get another perspective here. So let's move on. DJ Swearingen uh, from '89, Gary Click from '88 uh, now joins us on AM 1420. The answer with a different perspective on this. Uh, Representative Click, good morning. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Boy, DJ did a great job of lawyering up. He didn't want to answer your questions, did he? Well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to, I don't want to characterize it that way, uh, but I didn't yeah, get the answers I, I was looking for. I would definitely yeah. say that. The answers I'm looking for, the answer I'm looking for is how and why did 32 Democrats join with these 21 Republicans who turned against the selected, by the way of the caucus, uh, right. Speaker uh, elect uh, Derek Marin? And, and that's the answer I'm not getting. I didn't get it from Al Catroni yesterday, mm. and I didn't get it from DJ no. Swearingen today. What is your perspective on this, Gary Clay? Well, 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 first of all, I'll tell you that DJ lied to you just like he lied to me. And uh, I, at least Al Catrona, I, I, you know, he didn't lose all of his integrity because when I talked to Al Catrona, he told me the truth. Uh, I think he did the wrong thing, but at least he was honest about it, gave me the same reasons he gave you, which are not satisfactory. Uh, and uh, Jeff LeRae did the same thing. He told me why. I mean, they didn't measure up, but at least he told me well, why. What was their why, if I may? So I if like, I may. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. Representative Click, well, what did they tell you as to why they were doing this? What did they tell you? Well, for unity and stability, which and to prevent chaos. And I mean, everything that they just did is a reason that we have disunity. It's the reason we have chaos. It's the reason we have a lack of stability right now. And you know, DJ told me I, I reached out to DJ a, a week or so before. I said, "Hey, I, I hear that." Uh, Jason's going to pull a householder move, and I knew that uh, DJ would know because they both own a house together down there in Columbus. They stay together in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And uh, DJ says, that sounds like a cap square rumor to me. He wouldn't even have that conversation. And now he wants to have a conversation. Obviously, he doesn't want to do so it on he the dis- air. So he dismissed the idea that there was going to be what you called uh, Householder 2.0, which is a bunch of oh, Republicans yeah. teaming up with Democrats to select a, a, a moderate yeah, I wouldn't say a bunch of Republicans, but just enough. There's a minority, 22. Uh, well, 22 is a bunch to me. 20, 22 Raiders, isn't two huh? or three. 22 is a significant well, number to me. Well, that, that, yeah. that's true. I guess, I, <laughs> I, like you, yeah, I'm not good at math. Or <laughs> but like he, but he denied any knowledge but, that such a thing was happening, is what you're saying. Uh, it sounds like a cap square rumor. Yeah, where are okay. you hearing this from? That, that's what I got back from him. And I confronted him with it because... Honestly, over the last few years, I've really respected DJ. thought he was a great guy. Collaborated with him on a couple things. But I don't like being lied to. I don't like being dismissed. And and that he, you know, basically, he just kind of lawyered up on me. Now, let me respond to this thing about a deal. Uh, first of all, if you listen to uh, and check out Morgan Trout, she's a terrible reporter. Uh, but she's celebrating this because she's an extreme liberal person. 
And uh, and she's got Allison Rousseau on there talking about the things that they talked about, redistricting, uh, the backpack bill. They, they've they admitted, Allison Rousseau and them. Why did Allison Rousseau hold the Bible when, when uh, Jason swore in? That's a great question. Um, because maybe he was pledging his allegiance to her. I don't know. But the reality is that I spoke with minority leader Dontavious Geralds. And I was talking to him. I said, hey, Don, you know, I get along with Dontavious, at least I have. Mm-hmm. I said, don't do this. Don't you remember what happened with Householder? And he says, hey, listen, we're, we're talking to both sides. And, and they are. And, I mean, Derek didn't deny talking to them. He just you know, said, I can't give them what they want. Uh, and, you know, certain things like, you know, Householder got like, you know, recording and, and streaming the uh, committee things. That, that would be no big deal. Let them pick their own steps. That's no big deal. But compromising on this, and Don Tavia told me very specifically, he said, we are going to do, he said, you don't, he said, I cannot underestimate the value of doing what's right for my district, for my community, and all of us feel that way. We are going to do what's right for us. And I just tell you, you know, this might sound extreme, but here's the way that uh, I feel, many members of my caucus feels like, you know, the the little R Republicans grabbed their big cousins from the big city and, and came and basically gang raped our caucus. Now they want to have a shotgun wedding and blame us for disunity. And that's not how it is. Did you get anything specific when Dontavius told you, we're going to do what's right for us? And uh, we talked to both sides. No, no, uh, did, no. Did, did but it's easy you? to know because, because when I talked to, you know, I would have supported whoever came out of our caucus, whoever we elected. If it was Jason or whoever, I talked to Jason. I was back and forth between who my second pick would be, whether it was going to be Plummer or, or Jason. They both knew that. They were both lobbying for it. And, and I went into caucus undecided, to be honest. But I will tell you this, that originally, Jason, when he talked to me, he was for the SAFE Act. But as we got closer uh, to the deal, and I, I heard rumors that he was going to do this before we ever caucus. So it's not because... Derek did something afterwards. That's a bunch of uh, whatever. So you disagree, so you disagree with what Al Catrona said yesterday, and he said that after the caucus vote, Derek Marin was uh, oh, was essentially ostracizing, I think is the word that he used, uh, so many of the people who voted for him and were not going to, they were. he was going to make them not feel like they were a part of this, maybe not get committee assignments. No, uh, no, no. Didn't, absolutely. You know, matter of fact, I talked to Derek. You know, it was one or two people that I was concerned about. Uh, and, you know, and I might have been tougher than Derek. I said, I don't, I mean, I hope that I said, I hope this person not get a chairmanship. He says, listen, Gary, he said, everybody's relevant. We got to make sure that everybody in our cause is taken care of. Matter of fact, he's the one, you know, I donated to Alcatrona's campaign because I didn't really have a, a hard race, but he did. And, and then one of the reasons I did is because Derek asked me to, he said, Hey, can, would you mind helping out, you know, Alcatrona? I said, no, I love Al. I'd, I'd be happy to. And, and so for Katrona to turn around and, and make these accusations is ridiculous. Stevens had told Representative me before Click, um, that he was... I'm, I'm a little short on time here, so I want to ask you one more question. Yeah. Um, and then we can talk again as the, as the days go on. Um, I'll just sure I'll talk to DJ Spurgeon again back. as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but, um, can you tell me what there have you talked to or heard from Derek since this whole thing went down since the coup since the vote since the Democrats came on board because I, I nobody I mean I can't even find a quote from him in the newspaper is he is he in the basement is he hiding out I mean he's not talking about what just went down have you heard well, from him and you, can you tell me what he has to say about the fact that he was speaker elect coming out of that caucus and now this has happened I haven't heard a word 
Well, I, well, you know, Derek father's funerals this weekend, you know, and, and I did I've learn that yesterday. Let, yeah, yeah. I I, that I've yesterday. been just letting Derek, you know, grieve. He, you know, he's been, you know, despite the fact they all said he didn't make phone calls, he was sitting there next to his dad, dad making phone calls, trying to, you know, split his attention. And he's not even been able to grieve. I, I'm letting, it, I'm letting him grieve. Uh, I'm not, I'm not pushing him on that. Uh, I'm sure that we'll hear from him in due time. You know, you know, Derek, you know, had some high aspirations and he would have been great, you know, as the speaker and he would have treated everyone with respect. He would have been very consistent with what he said. And listen, it was a majority, a super majority of Republicans that chose him and a super minority of Democrats or I mean, super minority of Republicans with him. He had more Democrats than Republicans. Yeah, 32, 32 Democrats and 21 Republicans chose Jason Stevens to be the leader of a 67, to, to be the leader of a 67 Republican majority, super majority in the House. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's probably a remarkable why he turn of events. He didn't want to face us. Right. Well, listen, uh, Representative Gary Click, I appreciate you coming on and talking about things from the Merrick side of this whole, uh, Marin side of this whole thing. It's, uh, it's very, very disturbing the way it went down. I think a lot of us who are very, uh, questioning at the very best and maybe very, very, uh, critical of the Ohio Republican Party right now have a whole lot more reasons for concern. Uh, after this, I, I, I want unity and I want conservative leadership and I feel like I'm getting neither one from my party right now. So I hope we can talk again, but I do appreciate you coming on this morning, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bob. God bless. That's representative Gary click. He's not happy at all. He said it's garbage to think there was no deal offered to the Democrats to get them to come over and vote for Jason Stevens. But representative Swearingen I spoke to before that said there was no deal ever any way, shape or form. I guess it's up to you to decide what you believe, and we'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.